dangerously close. This episode is brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. Now, I can go on and on telling you about William Mitchell Audio, but this week, we're going to do something special and bring a friend from the neighborhood to help with the ad. That's right. It's our friend, Mr. Safety. Thanks, Doug. Hi, boys and girls. It's me, Mr. Safety. Do y'all remember how they used to always be all those ads that said, you shouldn't smoke, and every time you turn on TV said, don't smoke, and thinking, and then if you looked at a magazine, it said, don't smoke, and there's everywhere you looked on the billboards, it said, don't smoke, but now you, you don't see that ever anymore, which probably means, so I guess, it's okay to smoke then, I guess, and also go to WilliamMitchellAudio.com. Thanks, Mr. Safety. That was a great ad read. So remember, if you're making a movie and you need the best audio production team that money can buy, go to williammitchellaudio.com. My guest today is Ashton Reiki. Ashton is the creator of Studio Black Avenue, where she fabricates and designs metal flower blooms in the Pacific Northwest of Oregon. She's been welding for over 20 years, but the business was launched in 2018. Her inspiration to orchestrate a metal flower business stems from back in high school, but before establishing the business, she used to teach ceramics. Ashton has a great appreciation for the region that she lives in, which inspires her organic, lifelike creations with sentimental value. And if she's not welding away in the shop, then she's outside either gardening or exploring the great North Umpqua. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing uh the last episode i did i created i added a new segment called is it lit and it's basically like where i would just uh i just name random things and the guest decides it, like if it's lit or not uh, it was just like a silly idea but turned out like apparently people really liked it or they liked the idea and so i got a, sub- a bunch of submissions from listeners to do another is it lit uh, right. So this one is actually mostly not written by me. I added a couple of my own at the end. The first time that was all just shit that I was curious if it might be lit or not. <laughs> but I just feel like, I mean, you create amazing, really cool art. You've got style. You work with fire. So you are an extremely a highly qualified person to do a round of Is It Lit? So right. are you down to just kick this off with Is It Lit and I think go I from there? Handle it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, so we're gonna. I'm just the first thing I want to start with uh, from from the listeners what they want to ask you if it's lit or not. <laughs> the first is it lit comes from Basil Santa. Basil wants wants to know uh, falafel. Is it lit? Falafel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if everybody like really. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, falafel's not lit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. <laughs> you know, even like when I was like a very strict vegetarian, I was I didn't think falafel was lit even then. That's not my fave. So, all right. It's Sorry, okay. Basil Santa. Falafel is not lit. <laughs> I'm going to say lit, but yeah. No, not really. You know, what is, what is kind of lit, though, <laughs> is uh, on the same topic. 
uh, I just had the impossible chicken nuggets for the first time. And I'm going to go ahead and say they're actually better than like most like fast food chicken nuggets I've had in my life. Hmm. All right. Well, it's been a while for me for chicken nuggets. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not a vegetarian, but you know, that pink you might enjoy the impossible ones. I'm <laughs> <laughs> moving on. No, you never know. Good seasoning. You never know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to guess what this even means, but uh, this one comes from Jenna Bean. Jenna wants to know, are BBLs still lit or were they ever lit? And I'm assuming she means Brazilian booty butt lifts or whatever, or Brazilian oh butt lifts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only guess I could come up with for this acronym. Oh, God. Um, hmm. I, I have no words for that one. All right. Then I guess Sorry. they're lit. <laughs> I just know. I don't even know. I mean, God. Yeah. What I, I you know I should I, I'm not even exactly sure what a Brazilian butt lift is. Like is it like really invasive like, or like butt implants I'm pretty sure isn't it? Like Oh, they like put oh so it's like they actually put like silicone into your butt. So oh, yeah, that's not lit at all. Silicone, but maybe something else. Um I've heard things about this, but I mean I'm not in, I'm not one of those girls, so I I'm intrigued to hear what girls say about these like lifts and implants and stuff because i'm like wow you can implant anything anywhere um which is pretty intriguing really but um same token that's not not, not my jam yeah so. hell no dude and it, i mean unless of course there is i think a side effect that could be like so for me long flights i get very uncomfortable one i'm like i'm a fidgety guy and uh like you know i just hate to sit still for a long time but also, I find airplane seats to be just really uncomfortable. And I wonder if I were to get a Brazilian, I mean, a, yeah, a Brazilian butt lift, if that would be like an extra ton of cushion and it would be like, make like uh, really long, like especially like, you know, transatlantic flights, like would just be chill. Cause I'd be like, I'm sitting on a cloud, man. Yeah, I kind of wonder too. And I, I'm pretty sure I've heard like when you get that done, you're not even able to sit for a period of time. Oh no, that sucks. I love sitting. <laughs> so, <laughs> I that, like work its way through for like a week or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know about that. That just sounds precarious. Like what's going to happen later down the road. You yeah. Know? I, I know it sounds like I just contradicted myself because I said that I don't like to sit still. And then I said, I love to sit. It's, but I mean, I love to have the option to sit when I want. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't, don't like to sit for nine hours. Brazilian butt lift is for you, man. I don't know. <laughs> I've already got a badonk just like naturally. That was just like God given. So I'm I'm fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. This one comes from uh the king who cared. Uh the king wants to know sitcom reruns. Are they lit? No. I'm no, so over reruns, like sequels and all that. Like, I'm like, come on, can we just be done with the story? Like, how many times have we got to go over this? Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, especially like when I when I when I hear this, it makes me think of shit like Full House or like things that I really truly never ever want to watch ever again. That was like fine when I was a child. <laughs> right. And now like 30, 40 years later, it's still happening. And you're like, come on, creative people. What else have we got out there? So now it's not lit. All right. I think this <laughs> this next one, this came from uh Brandon Case, he uh, he's he was a guest on the show, 
And he is definitely the type of dude that I would feel like would send in things that he already knows flat out aren't lit, but I will do, I will do what's right. Cause he wrote, he did write into the show. So we're going to go ahead and ask his things and shit. Maybe you will think it's lit because I know this one thing I think was filmed. I'm hoping it's lit because like, I haven't agreed to any of them yet. So well, maybe no, <laughs> I wonder if he's, I can see here that both of these might actually be a riddle. It's, he also seems like the kind of dude that would send a riddle in. So the first one he wrote, Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Is it lit? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm going to agree that it's certainly not lit, but I think <laughs> maybe what he's trying to get at is that it's Twilight. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> there could be something like, all right, we're going to move on to the next one, and I see the exact same problem here. Also, I've never heard of this. It sounds a lot like a product that would be mixed between like Gwyneth Paltrow and like Borat but maybe you've heard of it uh the sexy time candle is it lit I haven't heard of it I haven't heard of it either but once again I'm I'm getting the whole sense that he's saying like it's a candle thus it's lit <laughs> sure let's say that one's lit yeah thanks for, <laughs> thanks for writing into the show Brandon the candle is lit <laughs> It really is. The, the Borat Gwyneth Paltrow mashup product, the sexy time camp. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. All right. This one's actually, okay. This is the last of ones that it's not from me. This is from co-producer Colleen. Uh, the question is the mall. Is it lit? No, it's not lit. I live right next to the mall. It's not lit. No, mall's not lit. No. I, haven't, I haven't been to the mall in years, except for I went just recently and immediately regretted it. And I was like, this is not lit in any way, shape or form. And I'm, I, I frequently go near the mall because there's a movie theater that I really like and it's attached to a mall. So yeah, I'm often, no yeah, I'm often in the mall parking lot, which is lit. But once oh, you go inside God. the doors, man, it's all <laughs> over. <laughs> no, okay. I, like I said, I live right next to the mall. At nighttime, it's lit for sure. There's like all kinds of crazy shit going on at night. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know about that mall. Unless if you're under 21, maybe it's lit because you got no other choices. But you know, I, God, I hated it then too. It was just like a place, like it was like a fist fight place. <laughs> oh yeah, or drag races, or you know, dumpster diving. I don't know. Dumpster diving, that's lit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got into that with my friend Sarah a long time ago. Sarah, if you're listening, shout out for dumpster diving with me. I know not many people would think that was a cool idea this is probably i was like 17 or 18 and i like thought it was like a great idea and we were going down music row here in nashville and honestly who knows some of the things we were getting probably had some value because people like that's where like a lot of those uh recording studios were just like throwing out masters of like right. very famous musicians and i was just like taking them and being like yeah treasure but i wasn't a real follow-through kind of teenager you never know what you're gonna find in them and i've watched them all dump off all kinds of crazy stuff so yeah just never know, but that's more lit than hanging out inside the mall. Yeah, well, I think for me, the lit part was that it's fun. Like we rode our bicycles down the alleys, and it's fun to ride your bike, and it's fun to steal, and it's fun to like dig around in dumpsters that don't have food in them. And mm -hmm. so that's what was lit. But, oh, let me tell you something that was lit. Is okay. one time I had some kids. Um, one of them was skateboarding on my roof, so like half my building's flat. Yeah. So it sounded like the whole roof was caving in. 
And so I run outside and at the time I had a food truck out in the front and my friends were like, is everything okay? And I'm like, I don't know. It sounds like the whole roof is caving in. And I get to the side of the alley and there's this kid with a camera and he's videoing his buddy skateboarding, like taking off on the flat part of the roof and like riding the rail of the angle of my, my building. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing out here? You know? And so it was pretty funny. Like, yeah the guy like flies off the roof onto his knees and it's like, Oh goddess, please it's like, forgive us. We didn't mean any harm. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like Damn. really surprised that they even like aired that, you know? So yeah, it was pretty wild, man. I, I love Oregon and the Pacific Northwest where people who like speak like that. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know what you're going to find, man. It's just, yeah. Like, it's oh goddess, please forgive me. That is yeah. just, that's, <laughs> I was like really surprised. I was like, what? I was like, what is going on here? Later, I was yeah. like, maybe I should have taken that video camera, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. It sounded like his knees were protected by crystals, though, for sure. It was crystals and the goddess of whatever. <laughs> All right, if you don't mind, I have just a few more. These are the ones that I wrote, and okay. therefore they have far more like, actually, you know what? I don't want, I don't want to influence your opinion. You just tell me if they're lit or not. Uh, okay. Oregon Trail. Is it really for real? I'm just asking. It's like the video game. Um, I think it's for real. Maybe. All right. You heard it here first. Oregon Trails is still lit after what? Like it's been out for probably 30 something years now. Near and dear <laughs> to my heart, but I don't care. If you say it's not lit, I've heard it's not lit a million times. Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Oregon Trails lit. I still like the idea of dying of dysentery, but uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was they did, there was an onion article i saw and it was like such an attack on me and it looked exactly the guy they got for it looked exactly like me and it said uh global warming is uh decreasing the population of men who wear cargo shorts all winter and it's just a picture of a dude that looks exactly like me and how i dress in the middle of the winter which is basically a coat and cargo shorts <laughs> hey you know ride whatever floats your boat man all right. Very last is it lit, and we will we will leave this segment behind. I think okay. uh, next time when people are gonna write in, is it lit? I'm gonna be like, hey, send in things that might be lit. <laughs> Legit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> miniature golf. Yes, it's lit. Fuck yeah, it's lit. Miniature golf is <laughs> it's it's exceedingly lit. It's something like it's cool to do with a group of friends. It's cool to do with one friend. It's cool to do on a date. It's cool to do with little kids. It's cool to do with like elderly people. Like you could just, there's really no way miniature golf isn't cool. Yeah. No, I agree on that actually. Although I mean, there was, I had one miniature golf and it was still pretty lit. It's just that I had to quit early. I was in Florida in the middle of the summer and it was like, you know, how, how it can be like, like 98 degrees and humid. And I've been drinking like tequila, like since 9am and we were playing miniature golf. And then finally I was like, dude, this is too lit. Like I have to stop. Like I need to go yeah. to an air conditioned hotel room and stop moving for hours. Oh God. No, that's a fun game though. I like it. So we got one. All right. So let's talk about you. <laughs> okay. How did you get into welding? High school. I don't know. I was just, uh, okay. So basically I used to set things on fire a lot when I was a kid. And oh, so cool. middle school, my mom was like, Hey, there's this chick in high school that's welding you're about to go in high school and uh, maybe you should take up welding so that's what got me into it yeah I'm a little pirate heart and my mom is a big influencer in my life and 
encouraging me to be creative. And so that was a good res- uh, outlet for me. So for sure. Yeah. Cause uh, fire is fun, but if you can be productive with it, that's like 10 times cooler than just burning yeah. down, like, than just like lighting on, like lighting dumpsters on fire and shit. Right. <laughs> so wait, did your school did your school have like a class like you actually could weld at school yeah and they only accepted a handful of girls at the time so um you know because it's a weird not weird but just a different scene um and so yeah i literally was able to just go in there and learn how to work a, a mig arc uh oxycetylene so yeah i learned all those different uh, machines and uh yeah took all four years and been doing it ever since hell yeah that's the best uh high school story i've ever heard yeah it was <laughs> a lot of fun actually because like amongst a bunch of guys you know here's this one one or two chicks in the in the classroom and yeah it was just kind of fun to show them up at times yeah absolutely my senior year i was teaching the boys how to uh oxy weld because they couldn't pass their exams and so i went to three different high schools and oh uh, me too okay yeah so yeah by my third third high school my senior year like they didn't know who the hell i was it was just this random chick like hey i want to do this art project and so i proposed it to the teacher and he's like look if you want to do this project you got to teach the guys how to do you know gas well and so that's how i yeah, found myself teaching the boys. I, I called it the hot box. <clears throat> so basically it's like this big metal stand with like three boxes on each side in going inside it. And you would see things growing, like say flowers and uh, just organic looking spirally things. And so, uh, yeah, anytime I had to work on the boxes, I'd be like, hey guys, come on over, see how I put these plates together. And it was pretty cool. Let's think, uh, is, is that when you like learn ceramics too? Is like, is that a, like a similar timeline? No. So uh, I went to the community college here locally, UCC, and uh, started taking ceramics courses up there. And so um, took everything I could on ceramics and found myself working at a community art center on Harvard here locally. And uh, from there, as time went on, a position became available and I started teaching ceramics there. Nice. Do you still teach? I mean, like, do you, I mean, I know you don't teach ceramics anywhere. I don't know that, but I mean, did you, do you still like, uh, if people want to know how to weld, do you, I don't really know how to word this. I, I'm not asking, yeah. I, I'm I mean, assuming you, you don't do like full on classes, but. No, not right now. No. Um, and in the space that I'm in, I could probably have up to six people. I have taught a couple classes in here just to give a demonstration. Um, but down the road, I would like to have like a bigger facility so I could teach in that aspect. But I've also, um, right before the pandemic, I was networking with the college here locally and we were getting into doing um, like a big women's free course. We had like 50 girls sign up for this course and it was really awesome. And then pandemic happened, we shut it down. But since then, like the instructor over there has talked a few times about like having me come over and teach. Um, but I feel a little rusty, to be honest. Um, I do mostly MIG or oxycetylene, but um, to like teach guys like how to TIG, I'm like, I don't know, I don't really know. So, so I got, I have to interrupt you for one second because I don't yeah, know, yeah. What, I don't know what any of the words you just said mean. Yeah. So no, uh, what is what is um, what does MIG mean? MIG, you can weld sheets of steel um, up to like a quarter inch, depending on the type of machine that you have. Um, and basically you're, it's like an electroid that you're just hitting a high temperature with your gas included argon. And, um, 
And so it's very different than oxyacetylene because what I'm working with on a regular basis is a torch. So there's a flame that comes out of it versus the MIG, you've got this electrical current and at a high temp, it just melts everything together. Okay, um, so so see when you say oxy, you mean like that's the type of fuel that's in your torch, and yep. that's that's and so when you say MIG, it's it's uh it's running on it's an electronic tool. It's not a it's not a fire. It's Correct. not a fuel. Is I guess is what I'm it, trying to guess. Very different. Yeah. Um, does this does it still shoot out fire? No, it's it, you can still be set on fire. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, can, you, can you be electrocuted? Hell yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Have you ever done it? No, actually not with the MIG. I've never been electrocuted by it. No. I've have always you ever been electrocuted it. at all? Yes, I have. It fucking hurts. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it kind of reminds you that you're not uh <laughs> <laughs> so um, but yeah, it's a completely different beast. Um I personally just like the torch more. Um, but uh, and I like braze welding. I do a lot of that. Um but so yeah, it's completely different. What's cool about um, oxyacetylene welding is you don't need electrical. So part of my apocalypse team, I've got tanks. So that's my my job. No. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So it's cool that you can combine two different gases. You have oxyacetylene and oxygen, and you set your gauges to where you have a certain flow with that to uh, weld things and melt things together versus like a MIG, you have a dial where you can raise up how much heat you got being outputted versus like how fast the flow is. And so it's kind of hard to explain unless if you're like really working with it. But um, what's nice about the MIG is you can weld thicker sheets of steel versus like TIG, another machine. Okay. Um, you can actually weld all kinds of different materials. Like a MIG, you can't weld aluminum but you can weld aluminum with TIG. So, and it's oh, a lot cleaner. Is, so. What is, okay. I know this is like a ton of technical stuff and I don't want everybody to get confused. I know so they're going to be like, what the hell are we talking about? Yeah. So, so and, I, and I don't want to like uh, drag you into just being like, here, tell me everything super technical about this. Cause I know there's, I mean, like you, I mean, I'm you trying to dumb it down. I'm like, how can I explain this where people kind of have a concept of what, what we're talking about? Yeah. I, I just, uh, I was just curious, you know, like, because just at first I didn't know any of the words you're using, but now I get it. Like uh, MIG, electric torch, oxy, fire torch runs on oxyacetylene, and TIG is what is that? It's just another machine. It's just it, it's more capable of um, working with other materials. Okay, so, but does it shoot like does it use like gasoline? Le electrical current too. Oh, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna stop grilling. I'm gonna stop grilling you on torches. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm totally cool. <laughs> um, but just getting uh, back into uh, your studio uh, that you uh, you opened in 2018. What I am very curious is just the name. Like, why'd you name it uh, Studio Black Avenue? Because I live on Black Avenue. That is such an easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> It made it a lot easier. I mean, like I, I had so many other names and I was like, you know what? Just keep it simple. Studio Black Avenue. And then um, the the actual website itself is my name because I figured, you know, wherever I go as an artist, you can always find me by my name. True. Yeah. Yeah. Because people would be very sad if they were trying to find you on Studio Black. They, I mean, on Avenue, they, Black they Avenue. Confused. If I ever like change locations, it'd be like, what happened to Black Avenue? You know, but yeah. We have a we have a skate shop here in Nashville that I used to go to. It was called 
Sixth Avenue Skate Shop. And that was just the name of it. And that was the name for so long, you know, like that was their business. Yeah. But they eventually had to move to a larger building to fit the skate park inside. And they moved to like, I think it's actually on 8th Avenue now, but it's still called 6th Avenue Skate Shop. And it's been called that for yeah. having, having been on 8th Avenue for like over a decade now. It's still called 6th Ave. That can be kind of confusing. Yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> you know, but it fits its name, you know, you know, so that, yeah. Yeah. I thought about it. I was like, if I ever did move, I'm like, well, maybe I will still keep the name Studio Black Avenue. Because I was like, you know, blacksmith, welding, like, yeah, it kind of, it flows. Well, it's a cool name, too, because it's, you know, it sounds like it could, it sounds like a band name. Yeah. Like, if you were like, uh, yeah, no, I'm in a metal band. It's called uh, Studio Black Avenue. I would be like, oh, cool. Like, I wouldn't even question it. I might ask the same question. I'd be like, why'd you name your band that? He'd be like, that's where our, that's where we practice. <laughs> Black Avenue, man. <laughs> Do I got to ask though? Uh, so yeah. primarily you're welding these flowers and like all different like shapes and forms. And I guess like why flowers, what kind of flowers and like, why'd you pick that? Like, how did you get into this? Like this aesthetic? Okay. So in high school, one of our first projects was to make a rose and uh, I don't know what it was, but I like, I just, I really admire flowers. And at that time, like I had just had this vision that wouldn't it be cool to have a metal floral shop and to create forever roses. You know, I just, yeah. that idea had always stuck with me. Hey, uh, hey check, uh, check it out. I've got a forever rose right here. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's my only tattoo. <laughs> oh really <laughs> i got I, I turned 18 and i was like i can get a tattoo and i went and got that and then it was like i'm good yeah i didn't even start getting tattoos until like four years ago but uh i was dating the bot uh somebody that was a body piercer and started getting to the tattoo scene and um yeah actually i'm doing a tattoo expo next month so oh cool uh where is that going to be at the seven feathers casino um, so it's like the 22nd through the 24th and, uh, it's been fun working with these guys. Um, I do two different casinos, uh, with mom's projections. Um, I want to say they are from Pennsylvania. And so they like to come to the West coast and coordinate these tattoo expos. I've been with those guys for the past four years also. So it's been fun. I'm almost like a roadie. <laughs> so but uh, I, do, I do sling my flowers there, so. Hold up. It's time for another My Views Are My Own astrological reading. This week's horoscope is for Libra. Hello, Libra. It's time to start smoking. If you already smoke, well, then don't stop. And if you used to smoke and you quit, well, it's time to start again because the stars have aligned. But before I go, I have to bring our friend from the neighborhood and for one important thing that we have to read. Hello, Libra boys and girls. I got important. Uh, the stars have aligned and the Surgeon General is a grump, grumpy grump. And he told me I have to tell you some, a couple things. Well, Mars is in Venus rising and the Surgeon General says smoking by pregnant women may result in fatal injury or premature birth or a low birth weight. Well, I guess he must be a Pisces, huh? But don't let that stop you from having a good time. Because, uh, you know, tell that special someone how you really feel. And since Jupiter's entering your sign, I'm required by law to tell you, this 
Reading was brought to you by Philip Morris Incorporated. Thanks for the help, Mr. Safety. Well, you know me. I love horoscopes. I hope this has been helpful, Libra. And now back to the interview. We were just talking about uh, the idea of a metal floral shop. Yeah, well, awesome. I came up with that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like down the road, um, teaching ceramics uh, there, you know, that was like a good period of my life. And uh, I really wanted to get back into the flame work. And my family, this is all how I got into this. They ran a electronic repair shop. And so the place that I'm in right now used to be the electronic repair shop. Uh, but we had to retire the business because, uh, you know, it got to a point where repairing TVs was not economic anymore. And so then I kind of found myself coming into the space and thinking, all right, this could be it. This could be the space that I'll orchestrate this vision that I had back in high school. And so I went full fledged, tore the whole place up. Shoot, I put in windows and doors and remodeled the, the walls. So awesome. and electrical. So it was a really fun project. I call this my playhouse because every space has got something conducive to the arts. And I, I live here too. So Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. It's so much fun. Like I got a gallery storefront, my workspace, my home. So yeah. I've seen uh, you know, just little glimpses of your studio just from like Instagram. It looks like a very, very cool place. Definitely a cool place to hang out. It must be an amazing place to create art. Dude, I yeah. love it. So much fun. And you know, especially for you, because like you were, you were able to design it specifically for yourself. Yes. And, it, you know, it, since it's part of my family's and I can rent for my dad, it kind of gave me this leeway to do whatever. But there was a moment where like when he walked in and saw the double doors, he's like, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, <laughs> I didn't do anything. So, you know, it, it's improvements. Come on. Yeah. You know, so I needed a little bit of extra ventilation. So that's why I put in double doors, but, you know. Oh, does uh, does like welding create a lot of smoke? It does. It creates a lot of toxic fumes. I do have a ventilation system, um, and then at times I just leave my my doors open because you don't want that gas to to settle, um, and that will happen if you don't have good airflow. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is kind of a difficult question, but I was just kind of curious if you could describe like the process of creating one of your sculptures from like the design idea like this is in your head this is what you want to create to all the way to the finished product like how would that how does that i know that's a huge question to ask but i mean feel free to abbreviate as much as you need to but so from like start to finish from start to finish to where it's literally just a thought in your head to it is a physical thing that a person can hold in their hands okay well i start off with thinking how the the pattern comes together um, and so I, I love puzzles and, and shapes. And so with this process, um, you know, it starts off as a sheet of metal. So for most people, they're looking at like, what am I going to do with this sheet of copper? Um, but I see shapes. So, you know, I, uh, I put together different size circles and I braise that copper to a steel rod because you can't combine those alloys. You have to have a, a buffer, which is bronze and a little bit of flux. And so I put those shapes together, those circles, and then I just manifest this whole other aspect of what a, a bloom could look like out of uh, multiple circles. And that kind of comes from my background of like sculpting with clay, just feeling different matters and, and knowing how I can manipulate that. And so after that, 
I have a little uh, extra design with my roses where I like to do a spiral stem instead of like a traditional like stick looking flower um, to kind of just give it that nice glow and a uh, little bit of magic to it. I'm imagining uh, this like sheet of steel that you're describing is almost like a piece of paper. Is that a good, a good way to think of it? Like where it's a totally like a thick piece of cardboard paper and you're, and you're creating stencils on the paper. Yes. And Correct. then what do you use like a buzz saw or something? Like how do you get the, how do you cut out the stencils? With 10 snips by hand. Okay. So like you get really bad cuts all the time. No, actually, really? I, I, you know, like you, your skin is um, amazing. And uh, I just have really strong skin. I don't know. There's times I get cut, but not that bad. Okay. That's cool. I've, uh, I've never done any, anything like what you do, but I mean, I've, I've worked with sheet metal for, you know, like doing roofing and dumb shitty construction work. Yeah. And I've, I cut the, sh anytime that I, anything requires me to have 10 snips in my hand and I'm holding like aluminum, I'm going to get fucked up and I'm going to need bandages. <laughs> yeah. I would say like between steel and copper, you're going to get cut more by copper than steel. Um, it's very, uh, sharp. So, but I don't know what it is. I just, uh, of so many years of working with it, I'm like, I can just grab shavings of copper and it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. You're just in the zone now. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't say my hands are that calloused, but I don't, I just, I'm like a kitty. Just, you know, pick up sheet, you know, scraps of copper. No big deal. Yeah. It's like, yeah. When you like see a cat just walk through a pile of broken glass in an alley and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. It's like, that could be where you're at with your art. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So uh, after you've 10 snipped out the, uh, the stencils, like the template, this is like where I guess you bring in the oxy torch and yeah. you just start like, cause you've already created the, like, like the rose stem or whatever that might be. Is that correct? Yeah. Basically I've got this rod and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to add these circles to this rod. And those circles have already been adjusted to, to have like the structure of petals. So like, say if I got one big circle, I'm going to cut five slices into it so I can have five petals. Yeah. And I kind of reshape those petals to where they look like a petal versus like triangle. And so when I got them on the rod, next thing you know, I'm, I start with the center and I shape that little center part so that I have like a little baby bloom. And then I take the next parts of those circles with petals and just shape all around. And I'm constantly doing like a spiral flow to create that, that, that structure. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds amazing. It sounds extremely difficult and I probably will not be trying yeah, it myself. But... <laughs> I've, I've had friends be like, how do you come up with this? Cause like, um, I, I just, like I said, I see shapes. And so like, I make, if I'm making a poppy, for instance, like how do you come up with the center of a poppy with all those little stamens? Yeah. And, and I mean, my, my center poppies have at least 50 little rods coming out of it. So you kind of have to think about the puzzle piece and see, you know, envision how you're going to manipulate these matters to where it looks like a flower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why, uh, that's why you're the person who's doing it. And that's why I'm a big fan. That's why I was already a big fan of your art before I was even speaking to you before I even, before, and also before I even asked you what it took to make these things, 
I already had a feeling you were going to tell me something that I was had no intention of ever trying to do myself, most likely. <laughs> no, it's not a hot glue, glue gun project here. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, I, I had this one guy come over not too long ago, and he wanted to learn how to braise copper. And I told him, I was like, just keep in mind, wherever your flux goes is where that brazing is going to go so you have to be very particular in like how you you add in because this is the this is the true magic so yeah i'm not going to show you examples because no one can see this but um you've got so i like to work with copper because it's pliable okay it's really easy to manipulate versus steel steel is really tough and so um to be able to have those two mediums come together i have to use bronze and to so bronze can actually combine with copper and steel but you have to use what's called a flux and that okay. flux is like that fluid agent that allows you to combine if you don't use flux you got nothing okay okay so okay i get it it's a it's some kind of chemical reaction that i will never understand and never try to yes but, and it's very least- toxic but I do now, at least I understand what you, the at least the purpose of brazing the copper is you, otherwise you can't weld it to it because it won't stick. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So as I was explaining to my buddy, I was like, hey, you know, just keep in mind how much flux is there because wherever you have that flux and it's, that's where the, the bronze is going to go. It's literally going to be like water and just once it he's get to that right temperature it will just go everywhere based off of where that that flux agent is on your materials so you gotta be really careful on like how much flux you use because if you use way too much next thing you know you've got bronze all over the place so (laughs) once again there's a reason you're the only person with a metal uh flower shop that i've ever heard of yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, I guess like, I mean, this is still on the topic of your art, but moving outside of your actual studio, uh, your art is inspired uh, by the region that you live in. Yes. And I just want to know, like, uh, what do you mean by that? Like, how are you inspired by? Like, we, the... we have so many wildflowers here. It's just, it's beautiful. It's a very like organic uh, area that I live in and going out to the North Umqua, I mean, you can see all kinds of wildflowers out there amongst all other kinds of vegetation um where i live uh people love going mushroom hunting or hiking up to the falls or hot springs and so i mean it's very beautiful it's a very wet area and so um it just it's full of life here and that really helps inspire me to create what i do how close are you to uh portland that's the only place in oregon i've ever been so I live right off the I-5. Um, I want to say probably 200 miles or so, a little less, just how far I live from Portland. Okay. So that's like not crazy far. No. I, that's one of, the, one of the things I really like. You know, I, I love the, the Pacific Northwest, but, you know, I'm, I'm always only just in the major cities. I, I don't really have had uh, much opportunity to explore the the vast uh, wealth of nature and beauty that that's out there so have you ever been at crater lake uh i haven't is that in oregon yes it's like a it's a national monument the only part of oregon that i've been to is the city of portland and the highway that i took from seattle to portland oh okay i didn't see anything yeah (laughs) like you'd have to travel hours south to the eastern regions of oregon to get to crater lake 
Yeah. And it's pretty phenomenal. You know, you're you're on top of a volcano that is still so active. But yet there is a lake in the middle of it with a tiny little mountain in the middle of it called Wizard Island. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's so cool to go there in the wintertime when there's like 15 foot of snow and you're on top of this volcano. Yeah, it's, it's I, I will give you a hint for later on in the in the lightning round because Crater Lake will be making a return to this particular episode of the podcast. <laughs> okay. uh, and I, I will I'm already going to apologize right now. Uh, certain people get they get lightning rounds that are so easy that it's just absurd and some people get lightning rounds that are so hard that it just doesn't make sense and it's not fair and you may have ended up with one of the hardest ones ever written for this podcast <laughs> yeah i wondered about that I, I heard some of the lightning rounds i was like these are interesting okay mm-hmm. yeah they can be so like just what's your opinion all the way to like here's an extremely like intense test of knowledge uh <laughs> but uh, but it, but before we go to that i wanted to ask you just one more thing just i was just thinking about portland and i'm wondering if it if it extends to where you live but like, uh when i was there it's one of the things i really really what i love about it when, when i'm in seattle or, or or portland the city's up there it just seems like a, such a great place to be an artist it seems like there's such a great community uh where and i feel like people that are artists are appreciated you know, um, more so than other places I've been, even places, you know, everywhere has great artists. Everywhere I've ever been has great artists, you know, no matter what kind of, even some of the, even some towns I've been to where I was like, God, get me out of this town this second, you know, I've, right. you know, you still know there's, there's a great artist everywhere, but it's, I feel like there's more of a welcoming vibe in, in Portland, at least do you, as I don't know, do you, I, do you I would agree. I mean, it's a very collectic area, uh, and I have always appreciated Portland and Eugene. I don't know if you've ever been. You, you didn't mention Eugene, so um, no. it's just very diverse in 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 creativity and in different mediums that you can work with, and encouraging to to be di- diverse and unique. So yes, I, I love Portland region. I've been up there for many events, and uh, it inspired me as a kid. To, to be different, but I've also stayed within the region that I'm at because I wanted to be a representative of diversity. Yeah. And plus it's way cheaper down here and easygoing. And I, I like the the more tamed down vibes. I'm not a big city girl per se. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I like Portland. Yeah. That is a, a big drawback to a lot of the places that I, I do bring up as places that I love to go is the cost of living is Pro- prohibitively expensive <laughs> yeah, it's like three times more than where i live yeah i yeah. mean it's yeah it's outrageous like you like you can go up there and like get a one bedroom cubicle for like eight hundred thousand dollars if you want to own it so <laughs> uh yeah no and it's, it's the prices prices have gone up quite a bit over the past five years for rentals so it, and it's just the migration of people and changing changing of the times so it's it's different hold up it's time to check the mailbag every week on the show we check the mailbag to see if anyone has written a message into the show and then we read that question out loud and try to answer any questions or comments the first message this week comes from kate mario kate mario said sorry for intruding your privacy i mean no harm m kate mario from bari italy And you? 
That's a great question, Kate. I'm going to hand this off to our friend from the neighborhood, Mr. Safety. Thanks, Kate. That's a great question. And I love the part where you said harm is bad, because harm is bad. And what do we say, boys and girls? When we see harm, we say no. Thanks, Mr. Safety. That was a great answer. It's probably better than I could have done. I'm just so glad you're here with me because, you know, sometimes it gets lonely here in the studio at night. And you've been a really good friend to me this whole episode. Our next question comes from CBD Suds. They wanted to ask me, hello, our company is also conducting a quick two-question survey. We know your time is important, so we thank you ahead of your time for your answers. One, have you ever used CBD-infused products before? And two, have you ever used CBD-infused soap? I think this is a good question for Mr. Safety. Hi, CBD Suds. It's me, Mr. Safety. I want to tell you something. You don't even know about smoking cigarettes yet. People have been smoking cigarettes in the bathtub for generations. And we don't even need millennials to come out here with some soap to try to change that. And so all I got to say is no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, CBD Suds. I know you're a real company and I'm not trying to get sued. Mr. Safety is just very passionate about high-quality, premium tobacco. And can you blame him? Anyway, I just feel so grateful that Philip Morris sponsored this episode, made it happen, and now back to the interview. Well, Ashton, I got one thing to tell you. We've gotten dangerously close to the lightning round. Right. And it's also, this is just absurdly hard, so don't feel bad but you will get a clue with everyone and you also uh can request a second clue if you need to but basically these are anagrams of uh famous <laughs> places in oregon uh a lot of them are like uh natural like you know landscape or bodies of water or anyway they're all amazing and like i said before uh we do know that one of your uh, favorite places in, is, is in this. So I was going to ask if maybe uh, if if there is one and you guess it, and if you have anything like in particular that's sentimental to you about that place, if you would share that, that would be amazing as well. Okay. You ready to play? Cool. Let's play. All right. <clears throat> this is a goddamn. I don't know, man. I don't know how to give how to give you a hint without telling you exactly what it is. <laughs> it's uh, uh clue is topography uh two words hella scani mount st helens nope <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll, I'll, I'll give you another hint i'll give you another hint you, you can climb down into it or climb back out of it hella scani is that the devil's punch bowl hell's canyon hell's canyon man okay cool next <laughs> sorry <laughs> no i've never been to hell's canyon Ooh, so. this was actually my favorite place in uh in oregon which is a, a good hint my favorite place that i visited in oregon bid runes uh second hint this is not a natural formation this is made by people bid runes <sighs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that this is lightning <laughs> round for you. Some people that like some people's lightning round is like, so 
what, do you like grilled cheese sandwiches? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you win. <laughs> and I get the anagrams. Yeah, I'm not really good no, at it. Not only, not only are they anagrams, they're anagrams that you can't look at because I'm just saying them to you. So you're actually not even able to like look at the letters and go like, oh, okay. <laughs> what, is, what does it look like? Like, a, um, yeah, can you describe the, the uh, You know what I can, I can do? I can spell it. How about I start, how about I start spelling them at the very least for you? No, that's not going to work. B-I-D-R-U-N-E-S. Bidruns. Bidruns. No, really. What, what does it look like? What does it look like? Uh, yeah. It looks like one of the most funnest, happiest places on earth. And I don't know how long you've been following me on Instagram, but it was up in my stories. And I did some serious freestyle walking in this place because I did not bring the tool you're supposed to bring to this place. Sounds amazing. The answer is Burnside. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Okay. I get you. Oh, okay. What, okay. What, this, what, did this, do, what did you do on Burnside? What did I do on Burnside? Yeah. Uh, I showed up. It was like a super rainy day and uh, I didn't bring my skateboard because I just didn't think that I was going to be skating on the strip. And then, of course, I end up in like the legendary Burnside skate park that was like, you know, you know, that was a that was a level in Tony Hawk Pro Skater one. I mean, it's been legendary for ever and ever and ever seen it in a million videos. Uh, the first time I've ever was in Portland was last year. I show up and I have no skateboard and there was no one there. I had the entire place to myself. Wow. Like, not a single other skater was there. I was like, I could, I, the, the amount of fun I could have had, but I did my best by running around it like a maniac <laughs> and doing some yeah, freestyle no walking. Yeah, else seen you there anyway, so you might as well, right? <laughs> well, no, I, I did have, you know, I, I was, there was a person there videotaping me doing that and <laughs> throwing that up on the internet. <laughs> nice okay, okay. What, what you got next okay uh this is a this hint is it's an animal it is not native to oregon however right now it's at the oregon uh zoo and another hint it is one of my favorite animals in the world and another hint disney just made a movie about this animal prada den p-r-a-d-a-d-e-n prada two words Gosh, never been good at this stuff. Um, <laughs> like the first thing that came to my mind was cheetah. <laughs> I feel so cruel that I made your lightning round like just confusing. Because if I if I was in your shoes and I, you were just doing this to me, I'd be like, I don't know. Dude, my friends are gonna <laughs> laugh when they hear this because it's just gonna be like, yeah, that's not your thing, man. Um, mm, like I, the clues I gave you were like, it's one of my favorite animals. Like, how would you know what that means? Okay, one more hint. This animal, one of the, the words in its name is is a color. It is a Prada Din. And it has the name of a color in it. Shit, man. I'm just not on point for this one. The um, answer is Red Panda. A Red Panda. <laughs> you should go see him while he's there. <laughs> Dude, it's a zoo. Okay, here is... Okay, I'm going to make this one easy. I'm going to okay. try to make it easy. It is a mountain. <laughs> Crater Lake. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> uh, Donut Homo. <laughs> it is D O N U T H O M O. Oh man, I gotta get one of these. Um, it's a mountain. It's a mountain. Donut Hole. This might be in Washington. What is it? Mount Hood. Oh, no, it's here. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, well, how about this? There's only three left, and I really, really believe you're definitely going to get at least one of them, okay? Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Now, this one, all right, here's the clue. It's a river. Viral Boric Emu. What the fuck? And it's a river. <laughs> Columbia? The Columbia River! Yeah! Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got one! I have a chance. You, you, you could still win. If you if you get like one other one correct, I think that's fully fair to say that you've won this lightning round. Let's try uh, <laughs> this one. This one is a waterfall. <clears throat> How many waterfalls? Come on, no. Female salt twill. If this is in Portland, I don't know. Willamette Falls. Okay. Right. Last one. Last one. I'm counting on you here. <laughs> it's a lake, and the anagram is Clark Eater. And we're not going to go back to Crater Lake. That is Crater Lake. <laughs> Clark I'm Peter. Crater I'm Lake. With you. Okay. Okay. Cool. I got two. Woohoo! All right. All that right. was fantastic, uh, Ashton. But I'm, first of all, once again, I apologize for that lightning round. That that is on me. That's I did not warn you that, that was how it was going to go down. But it's okay. It's, it is what it went down. Even if you had warned me, I'd be like, I'm not good at this, but we'll try. <laughs> um, would have been nice man you should do little flashcards. no <laughs> i could have done flash i could have done so much yeah i know it's okay yeah. i'm a, it was, I'm a it was good crash course of what could that be you know yeah. bad podcast host if you can't see i'm punching myself <laughs> ow um so ashton i do have to ask you the most important questions this is what people really want to know and need to know and that is where can people find you uh check out your art uh where you know like all that stuff any events you have coming up please let us know everything oh yes of course uh you can find me studio black avenue on any social feeds and entailed my name ashton a-s-h-t-i-n-e that's my website ashton.com and um for future events i will be working at the tattoo expo next month in april uh down at the seven feathers casino but in may I'm working at a vampire ball and that's going to be up in Portland on May 28th. So yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Everybody get to the vampire ball in Portland on May 28th. You can't miss it. Are you going to bring your, uh, your flowers? Yes, I am. Yeah. People love roses. So that's my main jam is making roses, but I do make some other blooms, but I'm also in the works of mass producing other kinds of blooms, but that's a secret project right now. So. Okay, cool. We'll have to like, touch base with you again later on and find out what the secret project is but everybody you heard ashton studio black avenue you can find it so easily by using google <laughs> or ashton.com and if you're in the portland area don't miss the vampire ball you will be so sad bye bye